When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This is our last song. So everybody sing along. La 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 la. And man, do we got a show for you today. Even the most casual listener to our lovely little podcast here knows that Cobras and Fire has nothing but full-on raging rock boners for our boys in Boba Flags. I had the chance to sit down and talk with lead singer Sean McCoy, and we cover everything you almost never hear in an interview. We talk about Dolly Parton's acting career pissing in Gatorade bottles and jalapeno mustard, and much, much more, the kind of hard-hitting journalism that you can only get from the brilliant and handsome brains that uh, collectively make Cobras and Fire the greatest podcast on the planet. But before we get into the interview, how about we check out a little bit of Boba Flex music, the reason that we're all here in the first place. Maestro, would you please... It's 
Silvers and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the inquisitive Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, Luce. How are you? You uh, you, you, you got the family truckster finally parked in Colorado. How was the, the transition? Yeah, so <laughs> quick... quick Quick, quick, uh, quick recap here. If you've, if you've heard previous episodes, I've mentioned this in passing. But essentially, the Cobras, one of the Cobras and Fire Studios, mine, uh, moved from South Florida all the way out to smack dab, and I mean Denver proper, Colorado. So seven days. Cheers. Many, many states. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. And now I will be <laughs> 20 minutes from pretty much all rock venues, pretty much any band that goes on tour shows up. In this town, but uh, before going to that too, I, I should mention that if there's an issue with the sound quality here, I want to let you know, and, and Baco can vouch for this, that until we move in a few days to our actual home, we are staying at a friend's house, and I am in a room that has a hobbit-sized door. That uh, I'll just break it down. I'm in a grow house. <laughs> Did you see? I did send you pictures to substantiate this, correct? Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Three foot hobbit sized door. There's a makeshift bedroom I'm, I'm calling from, and uh, it, it's it's quite incredible. It's legal here, folks. There's nothing wrong with this. It's it's uh, it's the person here is selling it to a dispensary, all above board. But um, that's the deal. That's where I'm calling from. A lot of people are uh, pretty jealous that you're you're well you, you're living the high life double wide. Uh, yes, yes, high um, life, high, eleva- pun pun. high ele- elevation. I mean, I mean, I do have kids here, so I've had to explain that the the, the person that <laughs> that's, that's right. here just really likes gardening a lot indoors. <laughs> He's really good indoor gardener. <laughs> Amazing. He he just likes a lot of lamps going on twenty four seven. And uh, yeah, so there, that's where I'm calling from. That's so the audio quality. You just you just imagine that's the surroundings I'm in. But yeah, man, just happy to be here. And but enough about me. Let's. I called you the Inquisitive Baco for a reason. So why don't you? What, what you got for us this week? Well, um, as I, I said at the top of the hour, uh, we will be basically talking mobile flex the entire time here. No. Hold on, mm-hmm. motherfucker. Hey, listen, I'm on the phone, honey. Just go upstairs for a second. There, there, just have a quick conversation. I'm, I, and I'm going to be done, and I'll be coming up, okay? Okay. The quicker, right. the quicker you can get done, the quicker you can get done. Okay. Do you see how professional this recording studio is right now? Maybe we should have her be a guest. We might. She has a lot of things to say, I'll it tell you that much. like she's got some pretty interesting points to consider. <laughs> Stay away from the weed, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll continue on. Yeah, we're talking Boba Flex, one of the bands that uh, you kind of gave me a... a you, you, you woke up the crusty rock boner, which had been uh, buried under piles of Breaking Benjamin and Saving Abel's and Three Days Graces. Yeah, and um, not allowing anything to come in past no. probably 94 or something for you. It was like a rock chastity belt of what was <laughs> going on in music for about 10 years. Yeah, it just it just broke apart like plaster ca- plaster caster a plaster caster boner just shattering and oh, Boba Flex. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, this is one of the bands that that I first like when I was doing it solo for the first couple episodes. I was like, hey, man, right just giving you an idea that sh- the show check out these bands, and one of them you grabbed onto was 
was Bubble Flux, yeah, right? Almost immediately. I, I don't even remember what song you were featuring on there. It was, and I think you did a double shot of like uh, great bands with silly names or something. Yep. Um, but no, and then I started listening to all their stuff, and then you sent me some of it, and then I bought a bunch of it. And in a couple yep. months, I was I saw them live, and, uh, and and I got to interview them for Decibel Geek, and yeah, it's and it was like uh it was like a gateway drug. There's a reference for you in your little uh, grow house there. Boom. Well um, done. To all these other bands. I mean, if it wasn't for them, I don't know that I'd be into Wilson. Crowbot came after that. Um, oh, God. Shaman, Shaman's Harvest you like. Yeah. God. Um, God, who are my big ones, though? There's Oh, like now I'm liking to like Glorious Sun's Monster Truck and uh, Red Sun Rising. Those are all kind of newer ones from this this kind of year. As far as not new in in in... Just new, new for me is all I'm getting at. Well, they're still new-ish. I, I say yeah. any band in the last five or ten years is new. But it's the, it, those are the dominoes that came after tipping over right. Boba Flex is what I'm yep. trying to get at. Sure. And uh, boy, it's uh, it's it's very refreshing to to feel. I, I've almost become territorial with all those bands the way I would, you know, about Kiss when I was in high school. You know, it's like I wore it like a badge of honor and 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 walked like it was a target and. I'm a grown ass man, and 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 it's it's I don't know, Luce. It's refreshing to to feel optimistic about music, I guess. It is, and and I'll just say too that that with with Bubble Flex, the thing that first struck me about them for those that are maybe turning into this episode and kind of like I've sort of maybe heard about them before, but hey, I like this podcast. I'm going to give give this episode a spin. I mean, this is a band that basically the melodies combined with the guitars and the way that they actually sing uh, dual vocal parts yeah. in the verses as well as the choruses is pretty unique, wouldn't you say? Oh, all right. definitely. That was, you know, the the songs are good, first of all, and then you, you believe it when you hear them sing it, you know, because not all their songs are like, you know, this deep lyrical thing, but but they sell it. They it, It's just very believable. But it, like you said, it's also very melodic, but it's heavy as fuck. And it's not so heavy that it, it sounds like a buzzsaw. You know, you can actually hear the music, and I don't know. It's difficult to describe if you haven't heard it, but it was a breath of fucking fresh air. Yeah, I mean, what other band could pull off a song with the title, I'm Glad You're Dead, and make it both like, you believe it, but you see that it's tongue-in-cheek and has like a melodic part in the middle that almost is beetle Beatlesque, yeah. <laughs> that breakdown. No, no that's what, great. What other band? What other band could do that? Oh, Come Jesus on. Chrysler. <laughs> okay, besides your own band. Uh, yeah, band? The, yeah, but I, I would use. Uh, I mean, even Wilson kind of does that, but they came after. Sure. Um, yep. I, I, I maybe that was part of the reason that I, I connected with Bubble Flex so much is because I really did feel a kinship with the. Um, how seriously they could sell something that wasn't serious while at the same time not sounding serious about it. I mean, that, it's a pretty fucked up thing to do, and it's a, it's a balancing act. Yeah, so why don't you kind of break down the... You know, I've heard the interview. It's great. You guys cover a lot of to- not topical. Hey, what's your favorite song off the new album? Crap <laughs> like that. You went to talk about some music industry stuff. You talk about Kiss. You talk about some... Um, you, you bounce all over the place, but movie it's snacks. about yeah, movie snacks. You talk about uh, <laughs> the, the challenges of touring and, and everything, expectation for sales for music. It's it's very in depth, and somebody that's even a cursory fan of this band or 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 just discovering for the first time, I think will find it very interesting. But let's why don't you break down kind of like like paint the picture of 
you getting there, where it's at, um, sitting down with them. Uh, with, um, the interview was set up in advance, so once I got a hold of uh, their representatives, they, they brought me back to their RV, and uh, you know, they looked like you would expect a Bobleflex RV to look like inside. And um, it, my wife says it stunk, but I didn't notice it. She says it because I was sitting next to the hot plate with all the taco meat on it. Oh, okay. So, so they were having a, tacos. Um, sure. It was, it was Tuesday. So. Yeah. No, it was a Sunday night. But yeah, they, um, and, and let's just say that I can tell by the surroundings that they enjoy shotgunning beers. But <laughs> All right. Uh, but, you know, it's packed tight, and we're at a tiny little table like you have in an RV, and there's a little door that goes in back where all the bunks are. And I got to tell you, the, there was the members of the band and, and the touring, you know, the couple, they got their tour manager with them and stuff there. Every time they walked past us, you basically couldn't walk past me without kind of touching me or opening and closing that door. They all acted like they were just like we were in a recording studio and they're just trying not to disrupt. So thank them. I would like to thank them very much for uh, being so kind, even though it wouldn't have really made much of a difference. The interview would have been pretty much the same if they would have been slamming the door. So, okay, so that's the, the setup, typical, and, and they're touring all the time. So they basically played, they played 20 minutes, or they at least have a half hour, 40 they minutes? They 35 minutes. They have 35 minutes. Okay, so what, did they bust out 10 songs, roughly? It was, I want to say eight. It was eight songs. Okay. I and have the set list uh, and a picture, but I don't remember off the top of my head specifically. And they played the, the cover of the new Disturbed single? They did not that night, but... Uh, I, we'll go into that. Yeah, You'll go into that. that. That's in the, the interview. interview. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, no, it was great li- listening to it. I think everybody's going to enjoy it here. And uh, during the interview, we'll be sprinkling in uh, Bubble Flux genius throughout <laughs> and hopefully converting more people to the cause. But yeah, I just have so much respect for this band. And, and also, I, I was basically chasing them. They showed up here four days before I did, unfortunately. Oh, uh, well, they'll um, definitely to be Denver. back. So. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be back. Um, but they tour all we'll the time. See you. And uh, what else do you want to add before we kick off this interview? Um, just a little bit of ass kissing. Uh, I, I really think uh, what they're doing matters. I think it's important. I really believe in it. And if I were in their position, I would quit. So God yep. bless Boba Flex. And if you're not a fan, you fucking should be. But hey, enough kissing the butt. Let's. Uh, you want to just get to the interview? Yeah, let's get to the interview, man. Right on. Nice talking to you, Luz. All right. You too. Talk soon. I'm Baco here with Sean from uh, uh, Flex. Uh, how are you today? Good, man, good. Now, a couple of guys in the band are sick, it seems like. Uh, yeah, Marty and Jimmy, our brother and our bass player, they've uh, come down with it after Brock Fest. I think <laughs> the free booze they got might have had something oh, to do okay. with it. Might have lowered the immune systems. <laughs> something you're not worried about catching? Nope, nope. Just okay. here to... 40-foot box, you know, it's just like, it's going to happen or it's not. So. Well, it's it's super neat in here. You know, it's really Thank tidy, you. and you got bananas for potassium, and... Yep. Looks like a lot of mustard. The jalapeno mustard? They get, we stole that from Rockfest. They gave us that. Right on. Uh, it's been shooting jalapeno mustard everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's meant for a food stand, and it's like today, I think we're going to chuck it, but... One of the first things I wanted to ask you is, uh, what inspired you to uh, cover a, a Disturbed song, uh, The Sound of Silence? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, now we're kind of worried when we're covering it, like when we do it live, like, well, are people going to think I was actually going to ask you that. I, I tried to come up with a smart-ass way to ask it. But yeah, tell, what is that like? I, it's a bit disappointing to, you know, they can do what they want. 
And the truth is, the, the song has been covered countless times mm -hmm. by all kinds of different artists. Uh, so Disturbed is kind of, you know, they got a lot of popularity for it. And we kind of thought, should we play it live? It looked like we're only playing it because Disturbed we got, because we've been playing it since 2011, right. 2010. It's part of our set list. Yeah. So we're going to continue to play it. You know, most of our fans know we did it years ago. And, you know, their version's cool. And uh, actually, David Draymond uh, retweeted our version. Oh, did he? Yeah. He All right, well, that's at least an acknowledgement. Yeah, 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 he was cool. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, make sure that uh, everything was, you know, at least about... Like, he wasn't trying to pretend he hadn't heard yours. I'm silent. In restless dreams, I walk alone. Narrow streets of cobblestone. Yeah, I'm, I'm a skeptic, so I'm like... Yeah, I, he may have, he may not have. Who knows what happened in the world of Disturbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, clearly he has, or maybe someone shared it with him after the fact. I think somebody tweeted it to him, and he retweeted it, yeah. or said it was a good version, something like that. Yeah, I like yours better, but um, I'm not really a big Disturbed guy, so let's move on past that. Um, the album wasn't out when I saw you last, so how, how have, was anything that moves uh, received so far? It's cool, man, and we licensed it to a uh, German label, so it got out over there. We almost went to Europe uh, in February, but some things fell through, and we're hoping to license it, so we own it, the next album in Germany. So we're, we're really trying to get a foothold over there and, and get a reason to go to Europe. So yeah. just tour America nonstop, you know, start spreading, <laughs> spreading the love. Have you been to Europe? No, never. Yeah. We were supposed to go once when we were on a record label. We chose the, uh, the Mudvayne Seven Dust Tours, which was the biggest metal tour of the fall. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having to skip on a European tour. Okay. That was recently, or? No. Oh, that, wait, Mudvayne would have been yeah, a ago. while ago. Yeah. So that was our last opportunity. And this one, once again, it's just like, just hit our grasp and always falls through. So hopefully we'll get there this year or next year, man. It's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, well... Beyond that, uh, let's go back a little bit. Uh, I can't, correct me if I'm right. It wasn't Hell uh, in My Heart. It was the uh, Charlton's, Web. Charlton's Web where you have that introduction where uh, the love letter from... Uh, a booking agent. A booking agent. Dollar bet you would play the dirt circuit. Then it's your time. 
Is he still in the business? Oh God, yeah. yeah. He's well have you ever exposed who he is? I uh, no, I have not. Uh, uh, I do know his name, but oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get in any. Who knows what would happen? I don't know, but yeah, he's an awful person, and uh, booking agents are just oh man, they're evil all their own. We've never, we've had a couple good ones over the years, but in ten years, I can tell you they're they're like you know playing with a snake. Like, you want to have fun, it's cool, but could bite you. Who books you now then? Uh, basically, it's kind of a weird situation too. Basically, our manager's booking us right now. Yeah. We try to not dabble in that evil if we can. Right. We're learning. It's like that might be a job for an indie artist now that we're independent. Uh, you should do it yourself. If you've got all the contacts, do it yourself because no one can route you or book you better than yourself. I ask because you guys play a lot of just. It's seemingly random kind of places, you know what I mean? Uh, and it, it, I don't know, I was just curious at all. Yeah, man, uh, we go through booking agents. I mean, like, uh, you know, John Stamos goes through girlfriends. It's just one <laughs> after the other. Next. Oh, he, uh, he likes girls. I was, um, it, uh, the festival, obviously, is really getting kind of a more, pop, more of a foothold here in the United States. And I know you guys did Rock on the Range. Um, what was the last one? 2010 or something like that? No, it was sooner that. A little, little more, more 2012. Recently? Okay. Um, of, of the festivals that, you, that I see you guys are doing this summer, none of them are the, of the by AEG. Uh, am I right on that? Was there any type of like pay-to-play thing that you're just kind of... Oh, no, 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 no. We get paid for all of them. Yeah. Um, was there a problem with AEG? It just seems weird. No. Only by the bands that I know you're on tour and the bands I see that are getting some of these slots. It would just seem like there's so many spots to be. Right. You know, and I would definitely be one of the persons like, why aren't they sliding into a few more of these? So. I, it's tough, man. You, you sign up for them and you get surprised when you get one and surprised when you don't, man. I don't... I, I don't know anymore. It's like uh, we should be on Rock on the Range next year. We should be on it this year. And I, I don't know if like we had a past road manager upset someone or what. Yeah. You just never know. There's always kind of fit. I mean, in Columbus, Ohio, that's our biggest market. I mean, we are yeah, more singles on that town. You go to Rock on the Range to see hundreds, maybe thousands of Bubble Flex shirts. Literally, I'm not exaggerating. And we held the crowd really well. I played in front of 14,000 before Slash, and they never. They never left us until we were done, and we did an excellent job. And we had the co-headline the the Jaeger stage with uh, in this moment, and it all went great, man. I just don't know, you know, what magic trick we'd have to do to be up back on there. But hopefully next year we will be. Uh, I work with AEG a little bit because uh, of Northern Invasion uh, is one of their things. But I get all the 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 press releases and stuff through the the lady that I, I speak with. It just seems very. Um, like they very formula to their system that's why i was curious i thought for sure um you guys would have been at one of the ones that we were looking at sending somebody to decibel geek too uh, although you're going to be at rock usa oshkosh yep um we're going to be at that so it's going to be awesome and we also uh in august is our first time playing sturgis man so right on so i didn't see that. that we're at uh the iron horse okay 
I, I don't know how they lay all that out. I've never been out there. Uh, only because of that TV show I'm familiar with. Uh, uh, that thing with Full Throttle Saloon. Yeah. I know there's a lot of places there, though, that lay it all I out. I cannot but. wait to see 50-year-old biker mama breasts. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah? Are you going to take pictures? You know, maybe share them on uh, Instagram or something like that? Yeah, or just put them on my photo vault. You know, you get that photo vault. You can make little things. And someone breaks into your phone, they your girlfriend can't get in there without a oh. password. Oh. <laughs> so you get all your exes on oh, there. And right. then just, like, biker boobs biker of 60-year-olds <laughs> at... At uh, Sturgis, that, that'll be a new bracket in my my secret folder. Well, maybe you could like use that as like inspiration for writing for the next record. With, right. You know what? You don't have to do that. Maybe at the end of the summer or. Yeah, liver spot breasts. You maybe uh, uh, make it an anagram like LSB, but uh, detailed nipples. I like that. <laughs> detailed nipples. Uh, okay, let's see if I can get back on what I was going for. Uh, back to reality. All right, you've uh, you've. You guys have been snake bit a handful of times in some pretty, uh, I don't know what the, the catastrophic is the right word, you know, just grand ways. Has that affected your, like you were talking about booking agents, like, is it more than just them? Is it anybody in the business you're a little hesitant to deal with at all? Booking agents, and we don't, we don't even really shop uh, to labels anymore. They're doing those 360 deals. Now, I did talk to some friends in uh, Red Sun Rising, and they said they got a pretty fair deal for today's standards. With razor and tie? Yeah. yeah. That's from, from word of mouth. Now, I don't know, you know if razor and tie be interested, but we thought about maybe shopping to them, but it's still, it seems like the label's a slave driver. Like, bands tour harder than ever, and we got bands, friends in certain bands, I'm not gonna say names, that uh, say they're not making a dime, and they tour nonstop. You hear them on the radio, they're on every festival, they're not making anything. Yeah. It's just like the labels take your merch, your show, not all of it, but you split everything with them. Yeah. And uh, they run them like dogs. Pop Evil's drummer, has been the original drummer for years, just quit and said, I gotta see my family at some point, this sucks. But you guys stay pretty busy, do you? Yeah, yeah, we do, within reason. I mean, this is a two month tour. We rarely go that long, but we try to split it up and go four weeks off two weeks, go okay. two weeks off two, maybe go six weeks at the most. This is rare for us to go out eight. But we, but if you look at our schedule, we constantly go back and forth. It looks pretty, it is pretty constant, but we try to get home to see our families as much as we can and try to get out promote our name as much as we can. So it's a delicate balance. The, uh, the, with the record labels dipping into all that stuff like you're talking about, that probably has a lot to do with that the lack of sales compared to his yeah and then now streaming screwed up downloading i mean downloading yeah. was pretty good for us on charlotte's web and did a lot for us and now that you got streaming streaming is a oh i wouldn't even say a fraction of downloading it's ridiculous what what spotify pays nothing and it you know one time we had sixty-five thousand plays in one day and we're getting checks for 1200 for the quarter or 2000 yeah it sucks well, you know who Desmond Child is, I assume. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, wrote for Kiss and everybody. Yeah, um, just uh, on that topic, he was talking about like he, one of the Bon Jovi big ones. Uh, uh, let's just say it's uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. Doesn't yeah. matter. They have so many hits. One of the ones that he co-wrote with Richie and John, and it had like six million streams in one month, and they had to split one hundred and twenty dollars three ways. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I don't, myself, I have a hard time grasping it because it doesn't sound very good. You, you, it's not easy to take with you. You don't own it. Yeah. I like, you know, I try to not drink very much anymore. <laughs> but when I do, I like to uh, 
listen to my phone in the desert. I don't need Wi-Fi or run my phone bill up. Right. So all my songs I download, I own. They're right there on my phone, and I don't have to deal with Spotify and all that other crap or YouTube. You know, and because uh, we might park in the desert and have a party, you know. And uh, I just don't get. To me, it's like my modern day record collection. I want to own it. You know? Yeah. Spotify is just you're borrowing it for a minute. It really is. It's um, you know, and I'm not even sure how they run. Their I think in the future, not, I think the next step in the music industry will be that we have to pay people to listen to our music. That'll be the next <laughs> step. Put a new album out, you get everyone that listens to it. You got to give them a penny. I'm like oh, okay. Don't worry, you're just yeah. the artist. You should do it for the love. You know, you're probably not too far off base there. Stop the, whining. There is already like ways to get paid by, you know, clicking on advertisements and things right. of that nature. You know, I mean, well, that's that's sad if that ends up happening. Uh, you might want to reconsider what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I have. This is our last song. So everybody sing along. La 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 la. And we can stay too long Cause we gotta keep moving on La 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 It's complicated when you're running round Hey, we don't like your sound And your time is running out You need to dress like all the other bands Forget about your fans Cause their hearts are filled with death They say we're reaching on the dead horse And our luck is all run out But maybe We could be on top of the world again If you don't think it's been too i mm-hmm.
you play Minnesota a decent amount. Uh, I think in the I, I I was first introduced to you guys about two years ago. In that time, you've been here about four or five times. This will be my second time seeing you, but um, it's kind of nice. Uh, but you you hit the Midwest a lot. Is there like a, a mile like? Is there a certain amount of money you have to make per mile, almost like like to to travel further or? No, I mean we our tour manager does a budget. You know what, how many miles there are and how much of the show pay goes towards it. But no, I mean you take what you can get this day and age, and if someone books you, you try to make it work regardless. Uh huh. Some shows you make more on, some you don't. Um, as long as we can get there, um, it's tough to get out west coast and justify it. Sometimes we know we'll lose money going to the west coast. That's kind of what I'm asking. Yeah, there's some shows you lose money on, but yeah, at this phase as an indie artist, it's not really been that bad. I mean, we're, we're not doing when we. We take one on the chin to open for like El Nino for three months. We know we're not, this ain't a big property to Literally, we're going out just to promote the band and their fans. Yeah, okay. And yeah, we do all right, but we you know we done that. We went out of the Orgy, and we just went out of the Beer Union. So we go out open for a few tours. It's a new strategy. So now we're going to headline to the end of the year. And then maybe in January, February, we'll look for another band to open for. Okay. Um, now, you been playing with your brother a long time obviously which one is a better guitar player my brother <laughs> i'm a string banger i just write songs on it learn the songs we have and and uh i don't consider myself a guitar player i just play guitar for our band for functional reasons and i use it to write i'm a songwriter okay. so my brother's the guitar player and dave's a real good that's why we got dave is our last guitarist quit right after we recorded the album like we're gonna have to get randy rhodes to play these parts <laughs> jeez i mean the guy did dazzling solos on charlotte's web yeah yeah i'm like uh we were getting somebody pretty good so he ended up being a good singer too so when our bass player left he could do all his harmonies and so it worked out man so we should be paying him more which one of you two are the better singer um I'm the Marty's the technical better singer, but I'm the cooler singer. Okay, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I had the most Facebook friends early, more Twitter followers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that matters. The stuff that matters. Yes, okay. Give the people what they want, man. All right, well, which one of you like can win in a fight easier? I mean, you've had to fight him over the years, right? Well, you he claims he has. Yeah, he claims he could, but, you know, I've been pressing a lot of weight lately, so <laughs> pretty sure I could pick him up and slam him. Uh, your music videos are quite good. Thank you. Uh, especially the ones for this record, uh, Spider in the Dark, I particularly like. Yep. Um, but the Mama Don't Take My Drugs Away was obviously quite fun. Mama Don't Take My Drugs Away!
you call the cops I hear the sirens, you don't love me, you don't really care Ain't going nowhere till I Great performance, uh, like as a visual face actor. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we were quick. We had to do the video fast, and we had to come up with the concept quick. Like, let's get a hotel. Let's do this. Maybe I'll do coke in the video. Is that smart? I mean, can you do that? I was like, well, we'll do it. I, I want to say we're the first video where just a band member's just doing a lot of coke in the video. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we're the only. Vi I've never seen it in a rock video. Yeah, it it's, it it takes a lot for me to step back and go. Did they just do that? And that video right. definitely had that effect. You know, That's almost all the way through. It starts with the, when you get the drugs delivered to the hotel room, and it really doesn't let up until you're. Getting we had right. to get creative quick with a small budget, and sometimes we spent some money, like the the spider in the dark, which ended up being not being that bad. We got the uh, meat locker for free. We got time to set it up, and Glad You're Dead was one that we rented a church and uh, got fans of the extras and rented costumes and went crazy on the budget on that and spent three days filming it and made a grave and did all kinds of stuff for glad you're dead so that one was uh we actually spent a good bit of money on when we have time we like to we like doing the videos and yeah. everything but sometimes you know you're pressing like oh we got a single we're gonna do a video uh let's film a rat in an alley and then <laughs> where, where do you do them typically is there uh hi-ho okay right that, around columbus area is that kind of how you know red sun rising by chance yeah, uh, some of the guys from that area, and some, some of them are from upstate New York, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, but they played with us back years ago when they were like teenagers. And uh, they, we just talked to them. They, or we just played Earth Day Birthday in Orlando with those guys and uh, with 311 headline. And then they said we were big fans when we were younger. I'm like, God, have we been doing it that long? But How long have they been around then? I thought they were a little newer than that. 
no, they were different bands. Oh. Different guys gotcha, in the band okay. all were fans. Uh, several guys in the band, anyway, when they were, you know, in high school bands and stuff, while we were actually on a label. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, okay, I've been doing it a while. So, you still live in Ohio, or? Yes. All right. So, where do you call home, roughly? I'm driving all night, and I don't know where we were yesterday. Is it time to play? And which way is the stage? question on anything that moves uh what uh we were talking a little bit about album sales and i know that just came out and you said streaming kind of took a hit on it yeah um what is is there a number that you guys are like looking to achieve nowadays i mean what what what's the are we really uh we want to get some radio play and keep the campaign cost low radio campaigns expensive and compete with major label bands you know we got to spend some money which kind of stinks but we got some stations like jjo uh, the Blitz in Columbus, who are just been long-time friends and always support us. That helps, and getting on satellite radio really pushes your sales through the roof. So you guys are on Octane then? Yeah, or? if you get on Octane, uh, Glad Your Dead did really well on there, and we, we try to repeat that. And they're really fair, and, and uh, you know, you don't really have to do a campaign on Octane. You don't have to hire a, uh, 
you know, a company to work your single for them. You know, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Now, the, they'll run up through the numbers. The people who aren't calling, they'll quit playing it, but they'll give you a chance. And if they do, sure. man, uh, sales are crazy from that. People can call in to Octane, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then JJ Madison puts us on a bunch of festivals and plays us, and they cause a lot of sales, too, man. Right on. Um, I, I, was, I wasn't aware how that all worked. Uh, it does, I don't know, as someone who grew up listening to radio, it is a little frustrating to know that there's almost nothing like a Boba Flex fan or for whatever band it is could do for their local radio station to change it unless it's college. You know what I mean? But like the, the big, uh, I can't what's the one of the Clear Channel, I think, that owns 93X here. Or maybe it's Cumulus. It doesn't matter. But there isn't really that local push that you could do if you just call in if you got a bunch of people it wouldn't really do much they say you can and you can email and you always hear djs being annoyed by it or acting like oh we can't play them yeah well it doesn't and seem- some of them their hands are tied because they got a corporate list the people think when they listen to djs that they're like a dj from the 70s and they're picking all the songs they're not no not anymore no. the songs might even be in the building i mean they might be our good best friend and like we hang out with them all night and they they can't get us out of yeah. Doesn't matter how much they like us, we'll come in and play acoustic, and that station might spin it that day once, but they won't add it. Yeah, because it's not Green Day or Godsmack or on their corporate playlist. So, it's the, active rock. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. There's only 38 major reporting stations in the country. Oh, really? It's shrunk down. Oh my God! It's and every time we go somewhere, our favorite DJ or buddy went to this station, and it closed down. That went country or went act. It went classic rock. They're dying, man. I got a feeling it's turning. Yeah. Um, because, like, um, well, bands like you, uh, I like Monster Truck a lot. So you Monster Truck's great from Canada. Yeah, and you yeah, mentioned Red Sun Rising. Red Another Sun Rising. Canadian band, Glorious Suns, I like a lot. Um, and very different sounding bands, and that's kind of where I'm going with this, because eventually I think people will get tired of country and top 40 basically being the same thing. And uh as much as you know i enjoy maybe some godsmack or disturbed i don't need four hours of the exact same song i hated well i think it's like the 80s when they you know because motley Crue and Mm -hmm. van halen did well so they signed six million bands with guys named trixie licks and bobby g and cute hair and record labels just tried to mine it to death until everyone said no well actor rock did the same thing they just had a formulaic drop tune rock bands that you know i feel you should start one you know? yeah because <laughs> we try to live like it's just like they ran it to death for a decade it comes to a stop because that's just the way it is it's just like you i can't tell them apart i haven't been able to tell them apart for 10 years and they just keep yeah Record labels still will like try to crank out a band that sounds like somebody from 2002 or 2008, whichever, and and they did the same thing. They forced the same formulas, and dudes with the eyebrow raised like, what? Wait, that was like 13 years ago. What are you doing? And they just <laughs> they just keep cranking the same crap out, the same formula. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with songwriters. I know the formula. I'm like, no. Not doing that. Breaking Abel or Saving Benjamin, you know? Right, there you go. <laughs> uh, for bands that I will gladly call out. But uh, yeah, you, you're not wrong, man. It's it, it's almost like whiny, too. It's like you get this like this hard ass metal singer talking about his girlfriend yelling at him for getting high. 
And it's like, how can I take that serious? I can't even relate to you. You sound like... The, uh, <laughs> it's like, weed's not bad. He's getting down on you. What are you dating? Ronald Reagan's daughter? Yeah, exactly. She probably said, well, that's wrong. He, he He's dating, dating Nancy. You know, she was single before she died. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who's bothering it? What? Uh, um, well, what about, like, uh, stuff that's going on? Uh, you know, uh, I know Prince passed away. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you guys heard. You know, yeah. Unless you uh, were asleep for two weeks. Uh, did you... When Gene kind of caught Gene Simmons from Kiss caused a little bit of a stir with that. I don't know. We'll just say an insensitive remark regarding because you know at the time they were still kind of determining. Any kind of thoughts on like rock stars? Kind of like it seems like when they get old and they're 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 a big name. It, it, like you got him, you got even JJ Friends from Twisted Sisters talking about bands should only play the hits and uh, Dee Snider always willing to say something. Now Nikki and Paul Stanley and Gene's wife and Gene all got into a little. Do you think you should just kind of, at a certain point, is it okay, or do you, do you want them to like, yeah, why don't you just tone it down a little bit? You know, I, I, I mean, we live in a world of opinions. I mean, that's all Facebook and Twitter and comment boards is everyone's internal thought on every little subject. And I get bored of the internet, you know, I'm like, I don't need to hear every person's comment, who they're voting for, why I shouldn't do this, and mom shouldn't do that. <laughs> I think it's not just Gene Simmons and Nicky Six, it's everybody. The internet is just a playground of garbage of everyone. I say, we don't need to know everyone's opinion on every possible thing. That's why I like some sites where they put up a story and there's no comments page. I'm like, thank God. You yeah. don't have to get sipped through all that garbage. I mean, if you ever just take a look under like sports or every once in a while on TMZ, I'll just see which star is really screwing up. <laughs> my God, I mean, they'll get on there and go after Will Smith's kids and shit, be little F faggot this, and they, I'm basically wishing death on people they don't know. It's like the internet is a cesspool. So I think it's not just then everybody should tone it down a little bit. Yeah, I guess I'd agree with that. You mean, so you're, you're almost saying, like, maybe if Gene was having a conversation with his family and said that, it would be... But to get on a public forum yeah. and state his big ideas on everything, I think. What are your big ideas? Just on anything. Give me give me a couple. Big ideas? Jeez. Uh, I think that... Uh, hmm. Wow. Big Star question. Wars? You want to get anything on that? Uh, was, it, awesome. was blowing up the Death Star uh, the right thing to do or were... I thought it was cool, man. I don't get... I mean, I'm a big geek. I got Captain America tattoos and stuff. And that's another world of complainers and whiners and nerds. <laughs> of course. Like, all they do is get movie after movie of lavish Marvel heroes and 40 Batman movies. And they just... The more they get, the more they complain. It's like, shut up. <laughs> when I was a kid, all you had was just the Christopher Reeve movie and like 70s Spider-Man with like bad effects. Shut up. Yeah, we never complained about that. No. I was just when I was a kid. <laughs> When's like, it going to be on again? Right. Um, I'm looking forward to Rogue One and that looks really cool. And I think Disney's Handlock was really, I saw Star Wars twice in one week once with my daughter and girlfriend. I thought it was great. Some people complain, oh, it's just too much like uh, A New Hope and it was too nostalgic. I'm like, oh, God, shut up. It was great. I that's loved what, it. That, that's what the world wanted, was to give me a piece of the old stuff. Yeah. And he delivered, I thought. I thought it was excellent, man. I loved it. We're on the same page there. Um, I, I go see all the fantasy. When I was younger, I was a big Scorsese fan. I still am. But now, you know, I want to skate more the older I get. So giant robots, superheroes, <laughs> ninjas, whatever. 
I'm into it, you know, especially if I'm spending money. I won't go see my girlfriend. I want to go see a story about a mom beating cancer. I'm like, I don't really want to eat popcorn and watch that. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't watch Twizzlers? it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Is that a pro-cancer tree? <laughs> yeah. I even like romantic comedies. I'm like, I, I can't spend that much money because we go to like a beer drinking theater. No. And, you know, I want to do shots and watch like, you know, Batman or something. And, uh, woo! And so I want to escape. Or, you know, me and my daughter, I guess he picks our movies, but the older I get, the more I'm into just take me out of reality, please. How's your daughter? She's nine. No. Yep. Right on. Musician, too, unfortunately. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I told uh, my stepdaughter to not date a musician. And the first thing. <laughs> That's yeah, the first rule. Uh, the first thing. The first two boyfriends she had, I think, were musicians. So, but, yeah, she moved on. It sounds like she learned the lesson. She called me a hypocrite, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> We feature a lot of new bands. We, we like one of our so-called mission statements, if you will, uh, is to like, you know, bring new rock out as much as you know, support the ones we like. Uh, I know. Last time I talked to Marty, he mentioned Wilson. Within three days, I I, I got it, and it was amazing. Love so, Wilson. Give me some bands that you're listening to right now. That uh, um, I don't know if they're new. I know they're definitely not. There's an old band called Masters of Reality. Oh yeah. And the drummer is Ginger Baker. Yeah, I know them. And they sunk after an album or two in the 80s, early 90s, and uh, they went on tour with either Megadeth or, might have been uh, uh, Alice in Chains, but people booed them, people didn't get it, and I've listened to it since I was like 15. Still listen to it. Do you like it, huh? Love it. It's just the first record. Did, did they this do more second. than one? I, yeah, with Ginger, did, on both? I don't know if he did the second one okay. or not. I have one he did with Ginger is the one I got, the okay. first one, and I still listen to it religiously, man. Isn't the guitar player really fat, too, or is it the Yeah, he's a big, like, guitar player, singer guy, and he was, yeah, he sound, has a weird, ghosty voice, and I listened to that for years, man. Uh, and I just picked up Willie Nelson, Redheaded Stranger, and I didn't yeah. drink for three or four weeks on tour, and once I did, I made everyone listen to uh, old Willie Nelson songs. All right, on. Yeah, the band got bored of that real quick. <laughs> that or Clunky Kiss. I'm like, let's listen to Love Gun again. I'm like, yeah. let's not. <laughs> oh, so where are you on Kiss? Are you a fan or not a fan? I'm, oh, big fan. Oh, so you're the one saying let's play oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Big Kiss fan. And uh, I do the same thing with the TV once movie night. I'm like, hey, let's watch Flash Gordon again. <laughs> or I got Buck Rogers season one and just for the 70s gaudy suits and the hot 70s girls and the nostalgia. But I'm always blown away. But to get certain fans off the bus, I'll just put Buck Rogers on, and it works every time. So do you each take? Do you have like a, each have their your own time where you get to control the music, or is it more like? A, oh, I just kind of goes back and forth. We kind of switch it on and off. Yeah. The TV, you know, it's usually gamers all day, all night. Uh, but we watch. I got another terrible one called uh, Rhinestone. Oh, you've heard of it? Yeah, that's uh, Dolly Parton and uh, Sylvester, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. I make the band watch it on days off. It's the worst. It's so yeah, they're it trying so hard to be movie. funny, and it's that's why it's funny because they're not funny at all. It's so awkward and cringe worthy that I, I can't. I make you see. Uh, no, you have to watch it all. And <laughs> yeah. I, I make the band watch it at least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't fair, man. That movie is garbage i don't think i've made it through the whole thing you have to <laughs> I, I for you i'm going to now i'm going to track that fucker Stallone down. dances in a rhinestone outfit in the end it is the crescendo of bad i'll see if I, i'll see if i can find it on vhs too just to really do it justice oh but, man he's uh, some dry gremlin cereal when you watch it 
<laughs> so do you like Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park then? Yes, I do. Now, I, I think they should remake it with the current band. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, I had a petition going, but I only got 48 people to sign it. Damn it. Yeah, anyway. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why people don't like it. Well, I do, too, but it's a good hurt. I, well, I like Bad 80s Kiss. Our, our old producer always argues with me because he, he actually engin uh, engineered some stuff for Kiss as an intern. And uh, I said, I'm sorry, man. I was like, you're a little older than me, and I grew up in the 80s, and Tears Are Falling is how I was introduced to Kiss. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was only like nine or ten when that came out, so I wasn't really into rock and roll too much at seven. I, I, I had the Qu uh, Queen Flash Gordon soundtrack, so that was big to me. <laughs> Listen to that on repeat. And had uh, the Rocky soundtrack. That was big. So until, you know, it... Uh, HBO started playing the videos. We had MTV, I wasn't really allowed to watch it much. And uh, 80s, you know, Paul and leg warmers and, and uh, neon green gloves. That was the first kiss. I mean, I love 70s kiss. And mm -hmm. got Love Ace is my favorite. Or Paul, it's, it's a toss up. But uh, I like all the 70s stuff, if not better, but I still have a soft spot for bad 80s kiss. Uh, I, I have a hard time with. I, with not picking any of it, you know, I mean, I like it all for the most part. Yeah, I do too. Except for the last two records, that'd be the only two that I would just, uh, I can probably, I probably won't ever listen to again, but. The um, the one song tricked me uh, when they did a, a retro album, the Modern Day Delilah. I wondered oh. it, I'm like, man, that sounds like an actual 70s Kiss song. Yeah. And then the rest of the record, it just, just Maybe, I'll get, maybe it was just me. Maybe I'll go back and revisit it, and it'll be awesome. But uh, it's not just you. Uh, <laughs> at least I get. There's one more person here that group thinks that way too. The one song was good. I was like, I was excited. I'm like, this sounds. I thought it was sound. okay, but. Yeah, but sometimes when you like a band from a certain time, no matter what they do, 20 years later, it's hard to. Yeah, I was pretty optimistic because a lot of bands from that time had come on. I think Ozzy had a, either Scream or Black Rain was around that same time. There's like I don't know. I don't want to waste too much time on that, but I, I was like, there's all this resurgence of, like you know, really good artists from that, like yeah, coming out with new stuff that I really liked a lot, and I was a little disappointed because Anthrax had a good comeback record. I yeah. was blown away by it. Worship music you're talking about? Yep. Yeah, that was amazing. I can't believe I'm like what? This is more hooks than they've ever had in their whole career. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm terrible with names. Lately. Oh, god damn it. Whatever. Joey Belladonna was back for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and he sounded amazing. On yeah. Um, we know his friends. Uh, I've met him and played with him on Gigantor. And, uh, yeah, he does some cover band, plays drums and sings. Was Joey in the band at the time when you guys did the Gigantor? Yep. So that was when they did the first reunion. First reunion, got to sing on stage with Megadeth and part of Anthrax on stage. It was super cool, man. Well, that had to give you a bit of a boner. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Ian was cool. Uh, they're all great, man. Yeah. That had to be kind of cool because didn't, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mar I think Marty said that Dave Mustaine's kid picked you guys? Yeah. Yeah. That helped. Thank God. Could That's thank awesome. You, little Mustaine. So you got, you got some, some people in your corner, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, well, uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up a little bit by, you know, going back to where we talked about that, that op uh, love letter from a booking manager. So, have you been peeing in Gatorade bottles today? No, we got a full uh, bathroom. Uh, we shower at the gym. We, we hit the gym. If I strapped one up, could you piss in it for me? And I'll just take it away. Sure, man. <laughs> There's some old cigarette butts in there uh, for old times. Yeah, is is have has a van, van broken down at all in this tour? Or you mean the huge the modular RV? home we're in? Yeah. No, man. No, we had a flat tire to trailer. We got spares, and this mm -hmm. it's ran great. And we got a great road manager who's just 
a carpenter, a part electrician, knows a lot about engines. He just takes care of it, man, and he's a man. So you think it's probably going to be happening soon then, now that I've mentioned it? Pr- don't jinx us. Okay. <laughs> well, no. I'll, uh... So it's really great, man. We, we hit the gym probably five, six days a week, so we get showers at really? uh, the Planet Fitness is like two miles from every venue, I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, I suppose. Good. So our driver drives all night. We go and we work out, uh, or at least I do. Uh, a couple of the guys follow me. Half of, half of them are hungover and just take showers. And, uh, but it's good, man. The band works out. We uh, uh, <laughs> head to the venue, and uh, it's good stuff, man. Um, any plans to start writing the next record? Uh, yeah, we got some skeletons and some choruses and yeah. some, uh, you know, uh, yeah. And I think we're gonna go EP. I don't. I don't know that. Well, tr- streaming now, especially yeah. spending all the money on a record ourselves as an indie artist. Uh, I don't know that it's worth it. I'd rather put out songs faster and uh, quicker, and you know, more compact. Yeah, that's too bad. I, I think it's heading that way, but uh, you almost kind of got your hand forced, to, to be honest with you. But as a fan, you know, I'm. I'll always want an album when I can get it. Same you know? here, man. Same here. I like making one. It just costs so much, and 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 getting the money back. It we could. Probably crank out the same amount of tunes. It's just separated, you know. Yeah. I mean, if we do an EP, we're gonna put another one out in ten months. So. Right. Okay. It, you'll get to hear all the songs regardless. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you want to promote? Anything you want to talk about that I didn't cover? Yeah. Download anything that moves off, of, you know, iTunes, uh, Amazon. Uh, streaming sucks. Come to a show. Yeah. A live show is where it's at. And, uh, Buy merch. Buy merch to come meet us, and uh, that's what we're all about is our live show and, and taking it to the people, and we tour regardless of what's happening in the music industry. All right. I thank you so much for your time once again. Uh, I'm with uh, Sean from Bubbleplex, and well, listen to what I'm playing next. <laughs> thank you, Barbara. Thank you.
thank you so much for checking out the Cobras and Fire special Boba Flex edition. I hope it gave you a rock boner. I hope you like what you heard. If you were a fan already, I hope you stick around and maybe check out some of our other episodes where we talk about all things that make rock great. Uh, if you weren't a fan, I hope you are now. And if so, go like him on Facebook. Follow him on Instagram or Twitter. Go see a show. Buy a CD. Buy a T-shirt. Do anything you can to help keep rock and roll alive because that's what we are all about here at the Cobras and Fire podcast. For Loose Cannon, my name is Baco. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.